with a lot of books, but it don't matter because I have established myself as the original game. Not the original prankster. I don't rap about it. I don't sing about it. I don't dance about it. This is what I do. As who's your next partner? I don't care about no partner because I'm me. I do my thing. I get my done. You know what I'm saying? Because I am the original gangster. I'm just not a, not a big Facebook guy. But IG Live is just like the sound quality isn't there. So like my friends will DJ, but like I don't, it doesn't really come out as clear. Um, so it doesn't really do much for me. But wait, why is it becoming gentrified? Is he like putting like ugly, mediocre white bitches on there? He had a bitch on there the other day that looked like motherfucking Scott Steiner. I'm not going to lie to you. But the ass was so crazy that, you know, niggas just let it fly. And then he had this other joint on there that she was with one of her friends. And I bullshit you not. They was outside. It looked like a um, a Starbucks parking lot. And she shawty had a gallon of milk. And she just went outside with her friend and was just, she poured the milk all over herself. See, my, my, my problem is during these quarantine times, like, why are you wasting a gallon of milk like that? Like, is it really that serious that you need to waste a gallon of milk? Milk on milk is also crazy, though. Yeah, pretty much. Milk is, like, hard to get right now. Niggas can't get eggs or milk. And, like, with the Tory Lane shit, like, he be having, like, he be having, like, the racist-ass porn stars on there. Like, he had, like, Alexi. He had, like, what's the, what's the one chick? Alexis, Alexis Texas. Nigga had Alexis Texas. Nigga had Kelsey Monroe. He had all the porn stars that be saying nigga. So, like, that shit, like, gentrified as fuck. Like, he'll have all them, and then he'll turn around, and then, like, Drake or somebody be on there. That shit kind of... I get what he's doing, but it's kind of corny compared to, like, when niggas watch, like, the Demon Hours, like, the chicks, like, um, shaking their ass butt naked and kitty poos and stuff and like that. It's, like, gentrified compared to, like, that real shit that niggas be wanting to see on IG Live. Didn't he have to talk to the like head of Instagram to get his accounts back up though. So you probably cut a deal. They probably, I heard some shit about like, they told him to keep it PG 13 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The CEO did like um, an interview with like somebody, he was like on somebody shit. Uh, he like I did a zoom interview and he was like, he told, he's like, I love Tory Lanez, but I had to tell him to tone it down. He, um he told Tory and Boosie to tone that shit down. Oh man. It's just like, First of all, with this whole with the with the whack ass porn stars that he had, I was very confused. I don't think that Alexis Texas has a flick out right now. And I, man, I remember her from years ago. I don't think she has a flick out with a black man, and that's very disappointing. That's very disappointing for me. I'm about to go off on a tangent here. Um, for me, with these uh, these white porn stars, some of them be really fire. I ain't gonna lie to you. But what I don't want to see, I don't want to see white on white, bro. That's, I'm not here for that. I'm not here for the white on white porn. If you're gonna be that, like she got a her ass is crazy. But I need I need I need to see her with a black guy. So I'm just confused as to why she's on Tori's, you know, IG and she hasn't been with a black guy. I feel you on that. Apparently she don't she don't like mess with black dudes on camera, but apparently like like off the court, she'd be like dipping and dabbing with the brother. So that's apparently that's how it goes. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times when we do see these celebrities, uh, especially, you know, black celebrities that kind of in a weird way seem like they have a fetish for 
whoever is known as a racist just to say they did it. You know what I'm saying? So seeing Alexis Texas in that or whoever else y'all speaking on, because I really don't consume much uh, Yakubian porn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that, that Yakubian porn. <laughs> the, the Anglo-Saxon porn. Yeah, that's not really my stage, but, you know, whoever it is, nonetheless, like, I mean, I've seen these celebrities millions of times for, for years, bro, always go for the, for the you know, the uh, rumor that a racist white woman and this, that, and the third, just to say they did it. So I'm not shocked that nigga had him on there. It's just kind of weird, though, like, because when you look at the Demon Time uh, IG and then you look at Tory Lanez and then you look at Don Miguelo, first of all, I'm going to let y'all know, if you haven't uh, followed Don Miguelo on IG, please do that. All the chicks that he has on there be going fucking insane. I'm not going to lie to you. They be going insane. He plays like the same five songs, mad mariachi music, but they all be going crazy. It's nothing like Tory Lanez IG. Like my man Ab said, it's uh it's gentrified over there. We don't want we don't want the the Yakubian women. We need the uh we need the we need the blacks. It was a shawty on there like thirty minutes ago though that said she been waiting for weeks to get on this IG. And when I tell you she got on there and kind of went crazy, I was like, yo, all right, I see the vision. She was from Brooklyn too, so she had a she had a face like a ham sandwich, but her ass was going crazy. I couldn't believe this shit. That's that's funny right there. <laughs> Yo, she she looked like she just got in mad bar fights all her life, but then her she turned around. She had this crazy ass blue outfit. Shout out to whoever you who whoever. Damn, this Casamigos hitting. Whoever you are, shout out to you. But your face is kind of you know dead, but your ass is nice. Why are you making that face, bro? It's your podcast. Live your life. It's not just mine. See? See, I'm glad you said that. That is a great segue. That is a great segue. Welcome to the Undisputed Hater Podcast with your gracious and clown-ass hosts, Coach and Doug. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're listening again. I don't know what you're going to get this week. It might go left. It might not. Niggas is going crazy from sitting in the house, but fuck it. We are here. This week... We are joined by uh, two of my two of my good friends. Uh, one has been on before, one has not. The first one is my guy Amp from the Random Acts of Podcast podcast. It's kind of weird to say podcast back to back like that. So I'm going to just say R-A-O-P podcast, my boy Amp. How we doing, Amp? Hey, man, appreciate you bringing me back, man. We had a bunch of fun last time, man. We already starting off crazy, so I'm glad to be back, man. I'm, I'm glad to have you. I appreciate you coming through. And we also have a brand new guest. Now, this guy, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. He's sitting next to a big ass wall of sneakers right now. So if we happen to have one less member by the end of this podcast, it's because his wall of sneakers fell and he is no longer with us. Um, my guy Earl from the Guessing from the Stands podcast. How we doing, dog? Man, I'm good, man. Appreciate you, Coach. When I called on to the podcast. Uh last year man and you know i've been a fan ever since so i appreciate you bringing me on man. it's good to be able to sit down and do this and I'm, I'm looking forward to this week man no problem dog you know I'm, I'm here for the people doug's here for the people now he doesn't understand that now that he is a co-host like you have like responsibilities and duties he think he's just get to show up whenever the fuck he wants to like this isn't work bro i don't i don't pay you bro i don't pay you so like you can't do that i mean maybe you would get more effort from me if you paid me 
let's be just keep it real. But while you think about that, I want to if we're gonna get into it, can I ask that real question? Can we can we get this started? What question do you have, bro? You know what we need to talk about. What do you <laughs> What are you talking about, man? Are we I, I'm, I'm I'm living in Queens right now. Okay. Okay. okay she lives in this borough. Okay. She's from okay. this borough. Might be in Orlando right now. But I know okay. one thing for sure. I'm not blocked on social medias. She's not <laughs> telling me, oh, you're going to be blocked on here too. The fuck you mean? So I don't know if anyone <laughs> else is aware of this. I'm just saying that I checked Twitter and saw you post something. What happened, bro? Tell us, tell the people what happened, because I don't want to give away what I'm talking about. So you, I'm gonna let you rock. You tell us what happened this week. All right. So check this. Right, last week I ended a podcast uh, talking about how I got blocked by Dr. Umar, and he gonna have to see me in these fucking streets whenever he see me. Right. So, uh, sometime last year, sometime last year, I don't know when, I don't know how. But I got blocked on Twitter by Zelina Vega. If you don't know who Zelina Vega is, sorry for you. All right. Zelina Vega, Zelina Vega, a.k.a. Thea Trinidad, um, she blocked me on Twitter like mid-early 2019. My heart was broken. I couldn't believe it. Right? So the other day, I got on Instagram. Now, she hadn't blocked me there. I don't even think she noticed me there. She probably didn't. But I went in her comment section on a recent picture and I was like, yo, unblock me on Twitter. This was like, this is just, I didn't think she was going to see the shit. So I think like four or five hours after I made that initial comment, she said, and I quote, nah, you blocked over here too. Fuck you mean. And got me the fuck up out of there. Now, when I say she got me up out of there, I really mean it. I saw the comment notification come across my phone and could not I repeat could not actually see the comment because she blocked me that fast I had to get somebody to screenshot the shit for me to show that she actually had said that because I could not fucking believe it now I want to say that she blocked me for like telling her to leave her husband who is uh, Alistair Black this was like like I said this was mid early last year I think that's the comment that got me out of here but I don't know I'm still trying to figure out why she really blocked me. I just need, I need to know. Like, I want to have a heart-to-heart conversation, and it kind of hurt me. Like, I could not believe that she would, you know, do this to me. Yeah, that got to be it, man, because that's kind of that's crazy <laughs> to tell somebody, man. I, also, I, I seen one where, like, a nigga was like, hey, man, he was trying to give her the 40 pesos. Like if you yo, if you convert forty pesos, ain't that like a dollar or some shit? I'm like, man, you're violating her right now. That's disgustingly (laughs) violating, bro. Like, how is the black gotta see you with the gun? Oh man, look, I just, I I honestly don't know, bro. I I was just making a joke, but it's been it's been beef since then. Like, she cool, but nah, you gotta unblock me, like. There was no need for that. There's no need for that violence. We both minorities. I just want you to not be with a white man. That's all. I don't have no problem. See, I don't have no problem with white people. I just want minorities to stop being with white people. I'm going to be real with you, Coach. I stand with you with uh, not wanting to see minorities with uh, your cougars. You know what I mean? I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't with it either. But, you know what I'm saying, you might got to make that burner to get that follow back, G. I might have to make the burner. 
I'm not gonna lie to you, cause this is this is an egregious transgression against uh, a fellow minority, and I don't understand why she would do such a thing to me. Like it's not like I'm not the one that made the forty pesos comment. I would just say, hey yo, just leave your husband. Come holler at me for a second. You know, I just wanna, man. I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you. I just wanna take you to chop. That's all. I just wanna go to the salad with you. You know, you're nice and healthy. I'm, you know, not as healthy, but I, I can enjoy a good salad. So why can't we just go get a salad together? You know, I don't I don't see why we can't. It's all good, man. She just don't see the vision. She'll see it soon. She doesn't see the vision. And it sucks that she doesn't see the vision. You know, she deserves better than, uh, uh, what is he, Norwegian or Swiss? I don't know what, what it is, is, but that, that nigga from Amsterdam, so I don't know. If there we go. That's there. There we go. He's from fucking Amsterdam. And he got a big ass head, and he's covered in tattoos, and he dresses like some fucking. Uh, I don't even know. Some bro, imagine being from Amsterdam, bro. You gotta be a sick nigga, like all rip, just being from Amsterdam. Cause you could do like whatever you want in that bitch. Like you could just fuck a prostitute in the streets. <laughs> so he got, he got, he's sick in the head. I don't care what nobody say. Like he got all them tattoos. He was probably in Amsterdam in there while. Nah, them Amsterdam niggas definitely be doing whatever the fuck they want to do. I I remember uh, I used to watch the Amazing Race as a kid, so I would you know see all these different countries and shit, and see all these white people doing wild shit, and I'm like, yo, what's this country about? Then I seen Amsterdam, yo, they can do drugs, have prostitutes, all types of wild shit. I'm like, yo, this might be the vibe that 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 we need over here in America. But niggas yeah, like lose their mind. You can smoke weed when you eight years old out there. Like, I was still probably done seen some shit. And he the feds also, because he ain't got no accent or nothing. So, he might be a robot. What what kind of accent do Amsterdam niggas have? Do they really even have an accent or do they just talk like regular-ass white Europeans? I don't know, bro. I, I would assume they sound... Y'all ever seen that movie, um, Dude, Where's My Car? You remember them, like, <laughs> them Norwegian aliens? I assume, like, them niggas will sound like them niggas or something like that. Like he, that nigga don't got that nigga don't got no accent, bro, at all. He just talked like a regular dude from fucking uh, North Dakota or something. I don't fucking know. I'm just a belief that like those tattoos, he didn't get that as part of his gimmick. There's a reason he's got those tattoos, and he got that probably way before he got to WWE. So like, what are these tattoos about, and what the hell were you going through that you put all this shit on your body? He white, man. Well, you know, white people just do weird shit for no reason. I don't know if y'all y'all actually like looked at his tattoos. He got like a lot of um, satanic tattoos on him. So I'm shocked they didn't make that nigga cover them shits up. Like, look, pause, but like, look at his tattoos. Like, for real, for real. He got like a bunch of like devil wor- worshiping shit on him. Man, he be at the house like on some six cent shit. Remind me of the Blair Witch Trials. But you know what, though? Her, her, her being. Puerto Rican from from Brooklyn, um, and then getting with a white man after does make sense because that is what they do. They they usually move to Orlando or become cops. Yo, okay, so he just made an egregious comment that I would not. I no, I would not endorse <laughs> that comment. <laughs> that comment is not endorsed by the Undisputed Hater podcast. This is his thought. That is Earl thought. Oh, no, that's not true. ours. <laughs> that's true though. That's true. Nah, I, I feel like, so I, I also made a comment about her. I was like, yo, that's how every uh every mommy from Washington Heights dress. 
And I feel like she might have seen that one and also got me out of here. So I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. Dog. So you know why you got blocked. I no, but see, I made that comment after I got blocked though. Like it wasn't just that, that wasn't uh that wasn't pre block. That was after I got blocked. Cause once I realized I got blocked, I was like, oh nah, I smoke. So then she started coming out with the terrible fits, and I was like, nah, you gotta catch this slander. This shit, this shit not rocking. I'm not having it. So you but went the- to so you went to IG, assuming she wouldn't see your comment, left the comment, and then felt some type of way when she saw the comment and you didn't think that she was gonna see that you left on her page. Yeah, it's like you know how you go to somebody's page and you leave a comment like somebody famous page. Like I go to Rihanna page all the time. Y'all drop a comment, be like, hey. Let me take you on a date or I'm you know drop a couple hard eyes. I don't think you're gonna fucking see it. I ain't think she was gonna see this shit. So I was like, yo, unblock me. She was like, nah, I see that. Get the fuck up out of here. Fuck you mean. That yo, it, it's the fuck you mean that really hit harder. If she didn't say that, if she didn't put FYM, I'd have been all right. I'd have, I'd have accepted it, but whatever, man. Like, Godspeed, God bless to her and her uh and her endeavors, you know. Salute to her for marrying that Yakubian man. You know, it, it's it's whatever with her. But um, I do want to get into some somber topics or a somber topic before we get back to some uh, some rather lighthearted stuff. So this this last 48 to 72 hours, um, the E has been uh, been letting go of a lot of people. I just want to know what do you guys think, you know, about it? So far, do you think more cuts are coming? Like, what do you guys think? Uh, well, I got the I got the sporting sporting news website up here, so we can actually do a quick list. Um, so I can start from the top here. Uh, no particular order, just going up the website. So we got Kurt Angle, Rusev, Drake Maverick, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Eric Young, EC3. Kurt Hawkins, Leo Rush, Heath Slater, Aiden English, Sarah Rogan, referee Mike Kyoto, Primo and Epico Cologne, uh, Eric Rowan, Mike and Maria Canellis, Zach Ryder, No Way Jose. So we've got about, if my account is right around like 20 to 21 people that were just publicly announced. Um, I know I saw that they said, some people like executives were let go to that just weren't talent. Um, I was, I was just at work, like trying to like not really be on social media. Um, I forgot which release I saw. I think I just saw someone tweeted, Oh, cuts were coming. Um, and I was just like, well, what's happening. And then just saw the group chats. Uh, but initially I was just like, Whoa, okay, because I think it kind of kind of trickled when you saw the revival happening uh, last week. But I think with the revival, it was just more like you. We've been saw that coming, and it's been in the news that like they wanted to be out, and at some point, when is the company gonna let them go? Uh, I think initially, for me at least, I think granted we don't. There's a lot we don't know, um, but they did mention that like while there are some who were released, there were some furloughs. Uh, so I'm wondering what if do superstars factor into that? Um, I think it's kind of wild considering I I get some of the releases, right? A lot of these people 
were people that I have not seen on TV, nor do I care about them on TV. When the last time I saw Primo on TV, I forgot they were on the roster, right? Um, they were on SmackDown as a tag team, but I can't remember the last time WWE used them, right? Aiden English, I last I saw, um, I'm not a frequent 205 watcher, but I know he was doing commentary on 205 Live, but last time I remember seeing Aiden English was the SmackDown Live episode in Buffalo after the Saudi show uh, when they were gearing up for Survivor Series. And he was only on there for 10 minutes because he he messed up uh uh Shayna Baszler's nickname. I think he called her the queen, he called her the queen of hearts, was his natty. And when she's the queen of spades, and the next thing you know, he was replaced by Pat McAfee on commentary. So guys like him, uh it sucks. I think it sucks all around, but it didn't really hit as hard. But then it's like Leo Rush. It was just like I just watched you were just winning the cruiserweight title. A few weeks ago, right? Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows were just on the main event of the first night of WrestleMania with The Undertaker. They also just re-signed like a few months ago for like, I think like a five-year contract. Um, so people like them, I'm just like, oh shit, this kind of is more. And I am a, I'm a Gallows and Anderson fan. Like I think today I saw on Twitter that Anderson's actually already going back to Japan um as machine gun so that he put out a whole uh video trail of just basically like airplane going to japan so it looks like he's going back to japan i would assume gallows probably goes back with him as well uh but i think for general for me it it, it sucked uh even people like mike kyoto is just like like what does he do like how do you let these people go um it was a sad day i think it doesn't help that it's like considering all the news and it's like you just became an essential business by the city of Orlando. That's a little shaky because like we already know the ties between you and Trump and your wife and Linda. And it's like Linda played the PAC like $18 million or something like that. Then you file for bankruptcy with the XFL, but you're getting live shows back and you become essential. But now you just did a, uh, a job cut. Um, it's a business, so I am not too shocked. I think just the way about it, I think people are kind of overreacting, right? Like, I think to say, oh, it's expected. I think what was it, Meltzer tweeted that like, this is sad and this is shocking, but like, this is the same company that made 500 million ticket revenue and all this. And it's like, they're supposed to have the money. It's like, we don't know how their business operates. I don't know where their capital comes from. I don't know how much liquidity and equity, mm -hmm. you know, that shit they got on there. So it sucks. Um, I, I sincerely hope that when it's all over, I think most of those people will be back. I think people like Zack Ryder will be back. I think they'll bring Kyoto back. I think Angle will come back. I think people like EC3, I don't see coming back. I think- I hope he never comes back. He fucking- Me stinks. too. I, I was never an EC3 guy. So if he goes back to Impact and kills it, then so be it. Um, I think I kept seeing David Starr is his name. I kept seeing him tweet about unionizing and it's just like, all right, cool. Uh, but like, what's that really going to do? Right. These wrestlers, I think it sucks. Cause like also considering everything that's happening, it's not like these dudes, these men and women can go work somewhere else really. Um, so it's like, how do they actually 
in their personal lives and their professional careers move on from this. I did see that um, they're going to get paid out for the next 30 days. That's uh, for, um, I think, I'm not sure that's the main roster, but I do know that I saw that for uh, for the NXT talent. Yeah, I saw that. Out for the next 30 I days. Saw, I don't, yeah, I saw 30 days. I saw them, they'll get their insurance and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I, overall, I think it sucks. You hate to see it, but it's kind of just like, I think we also just kind of thought, and you know, me, especially for me, I they were kind of Teflon, right? Like, Vince McMahon just became an essential business, and out of the NBA can't do that shit. Man, that's Amp State, man. You know, them niggas, them niggas wild down Florida, man. They do whatever. They are. It's they all for. Kids back to, they're about to send their kids back to school, <laughs> like, real quick, so they don't give a fuck. Uh, but yeah, it's just, the overall situation for me, just, it completely sucked. Uh, I hope they move on. I hope this thing goes through better for them so that they can bounce back and fully recover. I also hope that, like, they save up their money, don't really have any, like, financial hardships. It seems like WWE's taking good care of. Like, Mike right. got, Mike was there for two years, got clean, had a baby. He even wanted out, and he's still like, hey, thank you for all that you've done. Uh, but, yeah, for me, it, it sucked overall. You hate to see it, but, yeah, definitely a dark day. Earl, and what y'all got? What y'all got? What y'all got? Yeah, I go. Um, basically, with the whole, with, with everything going on, it's it's kind of kind of it's kind of crazy. I didn't see it coming after they became like an an essential business and whatnot. I didn't see it coming, but it kind of made sense with uh with all who was cut. It it was just kind of weird because um like for example uh. Just who all, just certain people that got cut, like Leo Rush getting cut was kind of ridiculous. It's like he's like a part of like NXT Weekly almost, and he got cut. It was like, this may sound fucked up, but I was like, man, it, out of like the whole NXT roster, like why him? Like I ain't going to name names or anything, but I'm like, man, somebody else could have went before him. It's just like, why him? Uh uh, Carl, uh, Carl Anderson and um, Luke Gallows, like they were just in the main event at WrestleMania, and um, well, night one, they was just they were part of the main event, and uh, they got let go. It's like why them? Um, Kurt Angle, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know why Kurt Angle was on contract. I don't know when the last time we even seen him. Uh, who else? It was um, Sarah Logan. Like I don't know. It's just I just want to know like why. Did they pick certain people to um let go? Like what was like the decision making behind each person that they let go? And like I don't think there's gonna be any more anytime soon. I probably like probably like a couple weeks from now, maybe they'll probably let some more people go. Cause I think if they were gonna let anybody go right now, they would have did some today. And I didn't see anything about cuts. I, I feel like they did like most of the cuts they're gonna do for now, but yeah, and as far as like Florida Central, Florida's been wilding, man. I seen like a couple days ago they were talking about they uh if the NBA wants to um play in like the Miami and the Orlando arena, like they can let them do that without fans. So it's like I don't know what's going on with Florida. Like I don't think it's like just a WWE thing. I just think they just like they just don't take it as serious as they need to. Now, nah, yeah, to piggyback off of you, Amp, I agree. Like, um, again, with the uh, with the Gallows and Anderson, I really don't understand that because y'all were just in the main event last week. You know, um, 
And then again, Leo Rush, it, it doesn't really make sense because you just brought him back. And he's probably had, you know, more heat on him now <clears throat> since he came back and became cruiserweight champion. He did before and then just trying to force him into the main roster. Uh, other other people for the majority, I can understand why um, to an extent. But again, it's a it's a business. It's American. Everybody's getting hit from it. So um, I, I expect to see this in all professional sports in somewhere I'm at. I think especially with football, we're going to start seeing, um, we're going to start seeing maybe practice squads this and the third that may not necessarily be as essential as you would think, <clears throat> excuse me, as, as essential as you would think. I think we may even start to see it then. And it sounds wild now, but we didn't expect this year to go as it did as all. So nothing's off the table. I don't, I think that the WWE, um, you know, while they've tried to maintain and tried to be the one sporting league that is operated with no fans, everybody is hit with this in some way or another. So even when you try to cut costs, you're still going to have to cut uh, personnel. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see this being a regular thing. Maybe again in a month, uh, we'll see more cuts if the if the ratings aren't equaling out to where they thought or whatever the case may be. But I've heard I've heard actual cuts. I've heard furloughs. I know as a person who's been furloughed from a company from one of, from one of my jobs before uh the difference is yeah they could bring you back in 2 weeks they could bring you back in in you know up to 2 years you never you just really never know but with this right now what they're saying with furloughs it gives me some kind of hope to these people to be out there but again with them spending the time of uh year that they did on the road and I know a lot of that stuff is covered by the company hopefully they saved their money um, because they weren't really spending much. When you're talking about wrestling four or five days a week in hotels, they're taking care of your food and your per diem and this, that, and the third. It, I'm hoping that the money that they made, they did. Uh, this is the rainy day that we all talk about saving for. I think that, um, like you said, I think that there will be more only because of the fact that <clears throat> when you take out you know ticket sales and you take you take out merch revenue you take out things like that it makes it a lot harder to keep up with the cost to keeping you know some of these guys and you have some guys that are getting paid you know hundreds of thousands into the millions you know they kind of need they kind of need those those live sales you know to keep things pushing and who knows how long this is going. We saw that the mayor of uh, L.A. said there ain't going to be no concerts, ain't going to be no sporting events over in L.A. until 2021. Now, this fucking L.A. we talking about, that's a major city. And who knows exactly in 2021 we're talking about because, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, WrestleMania is in L.A. next year. So if we're talking going into 2021 just for LA who knows how long it's going to be for other cities like you got New York still shut down you got DC shut down we got other areas that are you know on these stay at home orders and what's crazy about it is I don't understand the logic behind you know being so pressed for wanting to open up these sporting events back up it's just I understand that it's an important part of the economy, but at the same time, it really doesn't fucking matter, bro. It does not fucking matter. We can't develop a, a vaccine fast enough to, you know, to make it safe to open these places back up. So, yeah, you go ahead and say, okay, it's cool. We can we can ease up the orders, but it's not going to fucking work. 
it's not going to work. And so when we're looking at WWE, I think that, yeah, people are still going to be continue to let go, um, you know, weeks, months, however long this lasts, because it's just not sustainable to have all these people when you don't need them. It's, it's easier to, to not, you know, to not have somebody at work and pay them when you have all this money coming in. When the money shuts down, when a major source of your income shuts down, it's like, oh shit, well how do we how do we cut costs? And yes, it sucks that these people lost their jobs. Let's not let's not get that confused. It is terrible that these people lost their jobs. Okay, these are real people with real lives, regardless of you know how you may feel about their characters. They're real human beings, so they have their own things going on. But we take into consideration the fate consideration that you know it is a business it is a business and it it was i'm not gonna say you know inevitable but you can understand why like you don't have to be pro wwe to sit up here and say okay i can see why they did that and still at the same time say yeah it's kind of fucked up like you can live on both you know on both realms there i think it's I think even more so than the cuts, I do think it's just the circumstances surrounding the cuts, right? Like I just I just checked my IG and SB Nation did a post and it says Vince McMahon's week has included XFL bankruptcy, advising Trump, potential bribery, a document about allegedly covering up a murder, releasing wrestlers during a pandemic, and it's only Wednesday. Right. So like the cuts suck. I think just surrounding everything else that this happens to be a week where more than just wrestling, this company is in the news. And we went from joking over the weekend that how the hell did this guy pull off becoming an essential business? Right. Like that's some shit that we can laugh at because it is hilarious that you pulled that off to Yesterday, we're like, oh, shit, you just had to cut so many people. And I think the thing about the wrestling business that maybe fans don't look into when they react to things like this is like that financial economic side of the business, right? How much money do they get from live shows? I think people were were very quick to jump on like Saudi Arabia money. I'm like, we don't even know where Saudi Arabia money goes in regards to this company that probably goes to making sure that they can cover live shows and more talent, right? There are talent that they can't even put on TV because of where they're located. There's a reason there's an interim cruiserweight tournament. It's because your cruiserweight champ is all the way in Ireland and cannot be on TV. There's a reason that Pete Dunne was not on NXT last night. He is not there. He's across, he's overseas. So they're Mm -hmm. doing what they can, honestly, them it, it sounds crazy but maybe it's a thing where like them doing all these shows and continuously having to do this is probably more of a reason why they can't afford to not stop because if they really stop it's probably gonna get scarier right it's probably gonna be way more cuts and way more losses if these people aren't consistently on tv trying to get more viewers and also pushing their merchandise i've seen i get all the emails they've done a way more buy one shirt get one for a dollar sales now i get like three of them emails a fucking day right so like they're in a tough spot i just think we kind of thought 
like, yo, Vince is Teflon, right? You're the only sport going around in town, but he's not. So it sucks. Um, a lot of these people were also just people that, like, last year we were just talking about, like, when some of these people might get released, right? We thought Leo was, like, written off and gone and, like, hit the bricks on some, like, Enzo Amore shit because we knew about all the things that was happening with him. Uh, it's just bad timing. It's really, like, as it comes down to it, at the end of the day, like, it's bad timing. And we hope they bounce on their feet. But considering everything that's happening in the world, we don't have that assurance that they're going to bounce back on their feet. I agree. I agree. Now, one thing that I am waiting on, and I really hope it happens, is that Ant pulls up to the performance center with one of them goddamn RALP uh, ski masks. I, I, need, I need that to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I think it'll happen. I'm staying as far as I can away from that place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now you need to pull up, dog. You, you know my dog, my, my, my guy Biv on TV now. He put on for the podcast, man. You got to pull up. If you don't pull up, hey, we might have some smoke for you. That shit don't make no goddamn sense. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll let him do. We'll let Malcolm do all the advertising, man. I'm staying as far <laughs> as I can away from that place. It's crazy because they was talking about some. They was uh, sanitizing the ring and whatnot, and they was like, they went live Monday, and like, how were they sanitizing the ring that quick? Like, they was like sanitizing between commercial breaks. I don't know, like, what all you need to do to like sanitize the ring, but it was like, from what they were saying, they were saying they had to change like the the mats and whatnot, the ropes. And I was like, man, y'all doing that pretty quick, but I ain't an expert, so I'll let them do what they do on that situation. No, I think with that, and this is what's interesting because if you've been to a live show or if you've been to a live show and you've seen like something a la a SmackDown where they do uh, a 205 Live afterwards or um, a Raw where they do a main event or whatever the fuck beforehand, I think the way that they do it is a lot of these matches have been like prolonged and then they'll do a uh, a promo segment or something like that to where they can, you know, stretch out that time. So you have these long matches and then you have a, a promo or a video package or a replay or something right after it. And it gives them a, a lot more time, a lot more buffer period. Now, one thing that I did want to... Um, question was you know earl had brought it up and i'm glad you said it also and about uh you know this whole live show thing like how long do we think that that's going to be like feasible because eventually people are gonna start getting bored i'm not gonna lie to you like i watched raw on monday i watched nxt last night but when i say that i didn't watch it it was mostly just like okay it's on I hear it. If I really want to tune into something, I'm going to tune into it, but I'm not really tuned into it. So now the question is with all the things that they have going on and their formatting, how are they going to keep viewers? I guess that's my real question there. Um, I had, I had an idea for them that I think that they should honestly cut down to going live twice a month. Because everybody's kind of been in their nostalgia streaming bag right now, and, and it's working. It's keeping. If you look at the numbers of uh, of of, of uh, the NBA TV and things like that, it's working. It's not like this isn't a sport where people in between shows don't watch the network all the time, anyways. So, if they do something where they either pre-cut a show's worth of promos or they pre-cut 
you know, something to the, to the nature to where they can cut down the workforce but still keep the money rolling in, they're going to have to get to that eventually. Because, again, the aesthetically watching live entertainment with no fans, it's not like you're watching a television show. So the, the idea that they should go uh, live only twice a month and probably take delay everything else, it's, it's realistically feasible. It worked for WrestleMania, and I think that eventually they're going to have to do that because, you know, one thing that was interesting was they mentioned money in the bank for WrestleMania. We still don't even have a date for that, and that's going to become a reality for more than just pay-per-views. Yeah, um, they pushed they push money in the bank back, if I'm not mistaken. Right. But that was supposed to be like Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during the, during the pay-per-view, just, you know, you're going to have to eventually do that. So these, these – um, I don't think that you can do things like like the uh, Firefly Funhouse match and all that. You can't do that because you're going to run that into the ground very quickly. But they're going to have to figure out some kind of tape delay, just as they used to do with the NBA back in the 80s, with wrestling back in the 80s, and so on and so forth. It's going to have to happen for the time being. I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. It's just like we're in a very weird place, not just with wrestling, but also with the with America, which is a wonderful segue. How are we doing mentally, fellas? How are we doing mentally? How are we doing emotionally? I know that, um, I know me personally, I'm not doing too bad because I try to um, at least leave the house once every day, once every other day, just go for a drive. Just sit in my car, go for a drive, soak up some sun, go sit at the gas station, whatever it is I need to do to just get out the house and have some, you know, sense of normalcy, but I know that everybody can't do that. So, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that we're on this podcast, at least the four of us right now that are here and, you know, for my listeners, I want to make sure everybody's doing okay. So how are we doing fellas? How are we doing? Mental health check-in. Yeah, right now I'm doing straight. Um, I'm doing the same thing you doing. I've just been like going out, uh, getting my walk on, driving around, and yeah, other than that, that's like really all you can do. I've been trying to like stay away from like people. Uh, when I have to go to the store, I make sure I go early as hell in the morning when they first open, so it ain't that many people in there. Uh, post office, all that stuff. Anytime I need to like do something, I make sure I do it right when they open, so I get in there, and get out, and get back in the house. So I I should be all right, basically. Um, I don't know how long it's gonna last because we what have we been doing it like a month now. So as of right now, I'm cool, but you might have to check on me like in two more months to see how I feel. Cause um I love traveling and shit, and it's like, man, it, you can't go nowhere. You can't go, you can't go on no vacation, you can't chill on the beach, even though they are right. about to in Jacksonville, they're supposed to be opening the beaches back up. I will not be over there. If anybody in Jacksonville listening to this podcast, if you on the beach, stay the fuck away from me. Stay the fuck away from me and my family. And that's all I got to say about that. Damn, that's that's crazy. And you know, I live, damn, I live down here in Palm Beach, so you know it's Trump country. Like, like I live literally fifteen minutes from Mar-a-Lago. So, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and needless to say, it's like it's Trump country out here for real. But I mean, every day, man, I got I got a routine. So I got a, I got a four year old. So I get up, teach him because he in school virtually and shit like that. And then you know, um, I exercise at night when people are not out. Um, so I'll usually go jogging, running around eight nine o'clock. Uh, up and down, stuff like that. Um, but other than that, I'm in the house. I'm, you know, I got entertainment, got stuff like that. So I'm good. Like honestly, it's been creating, bro, creating a lot of content. And that's one thing I will say uh, with, with you know y'all and and, and R.E.O.P. and the like, even uh, guys over the RNC Network, all that. Like 
this is this is kind of our bad right now to have the opportunity to create because there's so many things we wanted to do that we finally had the chance to sit down. So mentally, I'm cool, man. Like I get to hang with my family and shit like that. So I'm I'm good. I'm chilling. Uh I'm actually way better than I thought I'd be. Still got a job, so glory to God for that. Still working. So like like you guys, like I have a routine, right? So I get up in the morning. I think I've adopted like little things. Like I know everyone's like, yo, you work from home, throw your sweats on, things like that. It's like I don't do that. I get up, I put on like a full outfit, jeans, shirt, t-shirt, whatever. I work from home. Uh, so I got a, I got a bit of a schedule. I'll step out maybe to take a walk. I, but I also try not to not be out there because like New Yorkers are wilding out. Um, I've kind of just mentally just told myself that like better than thinking like, oh, this is just going to last a month. I've kind of just like, man, it's, the, the year is a wrap. Uh, and if it gets back to being able to go out and shit, then like cool, fair game. But if it's not, then like I'm not concerned. Uh, I do more, right? I think keep mentioning itself. Like I'm on your podcast now, right? I was never thinking of ever doing podcasts ever in my life, and now we stuck in this house, and you gave me an opportunity, and now here we are. Um, I think things like this have kept me good. Um, I've gotten back into like hobbies that I was taking off. I've, I've mentioned like he mentioned before right this is a very good time for anyone that's listening like i think a lot of people talk about self-care and wishing they had the time to take care of like oh i wish i had more time to do this right we are all this is the one time when everyone can kind of in some way be like yo we all got the same 24 hours right um i might have my nine to five but the parent who has to now homeschool their kid essentially is also that's their nine to five on top of their actual nine to five, right? You got friends that um, haven't been as unfortunate as me, right? I have some friends that have lost jobs because of the situation, whether that's a layoff, whether that's working in furlough. Um, but I've been good. I've been good. I my family is good. My friends are good. I've been able to like knowing that me myself i'm good like i'll check on myself and make sure i'm good and i think that allows me to also reach out to friends and be like yo y'all good because like it's not not everyone's doing good obviously so i don't expect people to check on me but i think i can do my part that if i'm good i check on them um keeping it just staying entertained i think is clutch staying out of bed is clutch i gotta get my workouts in um but i'm doing more things i'm cooking dinner way more versus like using uber eats but that's also kind of happening because there ain't shit to get on Uber Eats after a certain amount of time. Like some more restaurants, especially in New York, are closing. Uh, but I'm good. I'm good. My mental health check is good. It's 30 days in. We're still here. We're still rocking. And honestly, we Roni free. Uh, and knock on wood to continue being Roni free. But I'm straight. I like to hear that. See, this is this is this is what we're here for. We're here to make sure that everybody is good, everybody is mentally healthy, or you know, as mentally stable as can be. Um, to my listeners, make sure that you take care of yourselves. If you ever need to talk, vent. Um, I myself personally, I'm here um, on my personal page or the podcast page, whatever. Um, if you need uh, monetary donations, if I have it and you need it. I'll look out for you. 
I'm just making sure that everybody is safe and healthy during these times because I understand that this is, you know, very unusual. And I want to make sure that everybody is taken care of to the best of their abilities. Um, you know, just just want to make sure that everybody's good. That's that's what it really boils down to. There's no need for, you know, beef and hostility or whatever the case is. Let's just make sure that everybody gets out of this trying time alive and in good spirits. Now, with that being said, um, I tend to scroll Twitter a lot when I am bored and or sleepy. And there was a particular um, hashtag that I saw floating around my timeline the last couple nights. Okay. <sighs> I'm not pleased by this hashtag. Hashtag. There we go. I'm not pleased by it. Um, the the uh, hashtag wrestling Twitter after dark hashtag. If you have clicked this hashtag, you already are currently laughing because you know what the hell is in this hashtag. It is not a pleasant one. Okay, hey, there, man. Let's oh, cut the shit, and- man. Let's cut the shit. <laughs> it's the, it you, was disgusting. This, it's disgusting, nigga. <laughs> Stop that yeah. shit. Yeah. Stop that shit. <laughs> Look, man, I just wanted to be politically correct, man. I wanted to give the people some time to get themselves together because, man, look, as Amp said, that shit was disgusting. It was some nastiness in there. It was some things that I would never, ever want to see again in there. I could not fucking believe it, yo. Wrestling Twitter, you you motherfuckers are already weird, okay? And I have this theory that wrestling Twitter under the age of uh, 25, which is the age that people, you know, normally get charged the rental car fee if you're under, okay? People under 25 on wrestling Twitter are fucking weird. You guys are weirdos. I I'm a, do not. I'm a. I'm a only cut you off. You only ain't gotta explain you. shit to me. No, I'm gonna just say this. This is not in defense. I just think you cannot say that they're under 25, and that's this. 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 That's just them. Because I can tell you one. It's a lot of them that are older than us that are just as weird, if not weirder. So that's all. That's it. But continue. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. It's not just under 25 year olds. I I'll say this. Um, just seeing that wrestling Twitter after dark. I thank God you didn't end up being able to go to Mania. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, man, bro! I I seen some very disgusting things. It was a shawty on there who looked like A-Train. It was niggas on there who looked like James Ellsworth. Yo, I could not believe it. And what what's wild about it is the the real the real shit that I wanted to see, it was like, yo, nobody was posting it. It's some real like it's some real fire folks in wrestling Twitter. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's some real fire folks. And there was a few that I was like, all right, cool. You only here because you're trying to drop your OnlyFans. I fuck with it. Get your free promo. But it was some other jumps. I'm like, yo, you never need to do this again. I never want to see it. It for me, it opened my eyes to things I didn't know about. So like, I am a I, I love wrestling. 
but I'm also like a very casual fan. Like I'm not a Dave Meltzer guy. So like I, right. We know about black Twitter, but I didn't never thought like wrestling Twitter was a thing. Maybe until like the last year or so. So like, mind you, it's like 4am when I saw this shit and I'm just like, what is this hashtag? Like what is wrestling Twitter after dark? And mind you, the first time I saw it, props to fans and like body positivity and all that shit. Do it. Cause I'm not, I'm never, you ain't, you ain't never catching me doing this. So like, I'm not going to knock y'all. I thought it kind of got weird. Cause the first time I open it, I see Will Ospreay doing the Shawn Michaels pose. And I was like, Whoa, wait, what's with all these indie wrestling dudes getting, getting, their horny shit off during this quarantine. So at first, that I think I had put in my group chat, like, yo, what the fuck is this? And then it turns out it's like fans. Uh, and then just like you, I, I like, I was like, wait, this is weird, but like, all right, let's see this. And then I'm like, wait, there are people here who have like, when I think of you having an OnlyFans, nine out of 10 times, I'm thinking you're a porn star, right? I'm not thinking that you are <laughs> not a regular person. <laughs> you're a regular Joe Schmo who likes the same things as me. You are not famous. You have none of that. And you don't participate. You are just a regular girl. Hey, some of them, but some of them. I'm... But you have an OnlyFans. And I'm just yeah. like, I, I didn't see that coming. So like, that's what I mean by like, wrestling twitter gets down like this like y'all just picking random nights in april to just show off these pictures because i'm hey yo and my from my timeline if you just a bad bitch right you're just gonna post it so what is this like wrestling twitter after dark is this, is this normal does this happen nah, i need and i need amp to get on get on his shit and uh yeah. get some of these <laughs> get some of these wrestling twitter only fans because i need to know is it worth oh. my 11 dollars? because yo the, the shit with the only fans game it's like yo you charging a lot for shit that's kind of like free. And what if I subscribe and it's not what I want? Well, basically, when people get the OnlyFans shit, it's just um, it's just like you personally want that person. So it's not it's not the same thing as like, for example, like whatever your favorite porn star. Let's say you like nobody really. Uh, let's say just Lacey Duvall. That's just who I just picked out the top of my head. Lacey Duvall. Shout out Lacey Duvall. Most of the actual porn stars don't have OnlyFans. So let's say you see a chick on Twitter and you like, man, she bad as hell. And she got the OnlyFans going and like she got that for like the six. And you're like, okay, I wouldn't mind seeing her naked. So let me see what's going on. But the the OnlyFans game kind of weird now because if the listener don't know, my uh, me and my homie Devin, we got a he do a show where he uh review OnlyFans chick. So it's uh, it's kind of like the game kind of like saturated, so uh, it's just kind of weird because like most of them be charging like like twenty five and shit, and then when you get that shit, they don't be doing nothing but like twerking, smoking a blunt, like pretty much the same shit you see on Tory Lane shit. So it's like right, yeah, it's like I think a lot of them figured out like you could finesse the game. So, but as far as that wrestling Twitter, I didn't know that these wrestling Twitter chicks had like OnlyFans, but it makes sense. There's there's one or two that I saw that I was like, yo, I might be willing to pay for. I'm sure that my fiance may or may not listen to this, and if so, um, yeah, sorry. But anywho, um, 
there were one or two where I was like, yeah, I might, I might be willing to subscribe to this. But for me, just the the idea of I don't like paying for something where I don't know the exact product I'm gonna get. So it's like, yeah, sure. I see you tweeting these, you know, quote unquote spoilers of what you have, but it's like if I pay this eleven, twelve dollars or whatever that you're asking me and I don't get what I want. I'm going to be upset. And who can I complain to to get my money back? You can. You just got to take that out. It's like, put it high. Like, if we're being honest, right? The reason you are going, because you don't need to pay for porn when you honestly, you can have Twitter. Like, it can pop up. I literally have. So, like, sometimes I wonder. He's about to tell us he's a deviant, by the way. (laughs) I'm not. So, I wonder sometimes if people just don't give a fuck and like avoid it, or do they just not know common sense, right? On Twitter, anything that you like is public. Like it will pop up on my timeline. I have someone muted on my timeline because literally I can wake up on a Tuesday morning and check my timeline and it's showing that all the porn that he's liking. Nah, you gotta call him out. I need to know who this is. I need to know who this deviant is, man. Because that's disgusting. I I know him from I know him from college, and like we don't we don't like I haven't spoken to him in years. We just happen to have each other on Twitter for years. But like, bro, it like I almost like I opened up my phone at work once. I made a social media no social media rule at work for myself because I opened up my Twitter once, and it was just bitches getting fucked in the ass, and it was his shit. But like. It all it shows is the tweet, so it looks like I retweeted it because you have to read the fine print that someone liked it. But I say that to like you essentially are paying for an OnlyFans to see whomever this is naked, right? You're you are hoping that this is like she looks bad naked, but ultimately you are paying because you know at least at the very least she's gonna be naked. Now, if you pay for an OnlyFans for a girl. And she's never naked. I, wow, right? Like, damn, you kind of got finessed. But I also kind of assume that it's just weird now because it feels like the regular girl next door is doing it, and she's not a porn star. You're just nah. paying. You're just paying essentially to get the nudes versus doing the actual DMs. Right, and that's what's crazy, yo. First of all, uh, the one of the two young ladies that I was referring to was uh, Tehana. I'm not sure if that's how you say it, but it's uh, at Tehana with the underscore at the end on Twitter. Like she's she's from uh you know Amps part of town, I want to say, but I see that today is her birthday, so shout out to her, happy birthday to her. But like it's like, do I really want to pay for this? Uh, she need to have that birthday discount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? Is she, is she giving I out a bolo her, sale? I saw her at the Royal Rumble, and I was like, I looked at Shaggy, and I was like, why does that girl look familiar? And then she popped up on my timeline, and I I see an OnlyFans link, and I'm like, this girl I saw at the Royal Rumble has got an OnlyFans account? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm looking at a picture right now, and it's kind of crazy. And this is really making me like want to pay that eleven dollars or 
I think it's eleven dollars that she's charging for like thirty days or some shit. But it's like, yo, like this the game is. Crazy. I'm not gonna ask you to drop it in the chat. I'm just gonna say if you copy and paste it, I ain't gonna be mad and not follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about to ask for the same thing. I'm like, man, I don't know how to spell that shit. Oh man, it is. Hold on, I'm gonna drop it in the chat. But it's also uh, it's um at T E. J A N A underscore. That's her uh that's her Twitter. So if you want to see my listeners, if you want to see who I'm talking about, that is her uh her Twitter. Um feel free to uh subscribe. I'm here for the people. Um if she gets more followers off of this podcast, then hey, I just need a uh I need a percentage. Of something because you know I've sent people to you, but yeah, the the game is kind of crazy. The game is just wild. you say eleven dollars. The last time I looked at it, her shit was a matter of fact. Let's 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 click while we live. Let's click while we live. The last time I looked, I just happened to click the link. I'm not no deviant in them, but I just happened to click the link and it was eleven dollars for thirty eight. Oh, she got the thirty days for eight. She got the thirty dollars for eight ninety nine. <laughs> Yo, he said he's tapping in with a quickness. He said he's tapping in with a quickness. There was no hesitation. That, that the, my, Apple, the Apple Pay scanned my face. <laughs> the yo, stimulus man. check hit, and he's like, that's the best $9 I've ever spent, yo. Yo, oh. it's going down. I'm down to eleven ninety one. Nah, that's insane, yo. But that real quick, insane. from doing from doing the show and shit, we kind of like this. We kind of like figured it like it's a technique to that shit. So most of the women, when they first get an OnlyFans, they feel like they the shit, so they're gonna put their shit like twenty five. Then they realize maybe like a eight, like eight or so days later, they're like, damn, ain't nobody buying my shit. Let me bring it down to fifteen. Three days later, nobody still ain't get their shit because like. We don't know what you got on there. Then it go to eight, and then they kind of that's when that's when people start getting it because they're like, "Man, I'm not about to pay twenty five for your shit." You got like one video, two pictures. Right. Like, it's kind of like it's kind of like WWE Network. Like when you tell somebody that the network is nine ninety nine and they got years worth of videos and, and pay per views and shit like that. Yeah, it's fucking nine ninety nine, and you get you giving me decades worth of content. Like that's fire. That is fire. But if we talking about a chick that I don't know, you not giving nothing, and you trying to charge me $25, $30 for 30 fucking days, nah, you've lost your mind, sweetheart. You've lost your mind. And you will get a lot more subscriptions just charging 5 to $10 than you will, uh, you know, $25, $30. Like, come on now. Plus, you're getting tips and all this other shit. Like, let's, you got to work smarter, not harder. You got to work smarter, not harder. But I don't know. I, I support the OnlyFans movement. Get your money. I do. There was another chick that I, I can't the, find. I, I'm going to keep it real. I tell all my female friends that they should do OnlyFans because especially on Twitter, niggas will pay for anything. And bro. You just sell white toes and niggas going to pay ten ninety nine for that bro, shit. Bro, 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 bro. I've told so all like, of go, my female get friends. That money. That's free that money. money out there. Just post your post your feet, make them make them be done, and post your feet, and keep moving. And that's free I, money. I, I, 
I just didn't think that wrestling Twitter knew that money was there. That was, that's just, I didn't think those worlds collided. Or at least on the spectrum of like supplying the content. I knew they would buy it. If OnlyFans ever had a two for uh, buy one, get one a dollar, like WWE tees, man, wrestling Twitter have a seizure. I promise they would. A BOGO sale for OnlyFans is crazy, yo. That's insane. Also, is it kind of weird that it's like independent wrestlers? Like, why y'all, like, why did I see Will Ospreay involved? Yeah, First of all, you disgusting. You disgusting yeah, for looking I, at a Will Ospreay pick. So I literally hit, it was the first tweet, and I, I had to close my phone. I thought I saw the devil. Yeah, I just re-looked at that shit, man. Like, it's like dudes on there now. It was kind of weird. And it's <laughs> like the Shawn, it's a Shawn Michaels picture that they're emulating. And most um most wrestling fans are like incels anyway, so you knew that shit was gonna get weird eventually. I'm scared to look at the comments. I know they saying some crazy shit in these pictures. Wow, wow. Bruh, these con these comments are are wild. Not to say that I'm looking at every single like chick's comments, but I, some of them that I'm looking honest, at is wild. Can I be honest about wrestling Twitter? That's really Go for weird it. for me. Fan pages really creep me out. Like, oh, we're the number one Becky Lynch fan page. Yo. Like, you should not I'm, be this I know committed. exactly who and what you're talking about, and that's funny. I'm like, glad you brought this up. I am so like, glad you brought this up. Or, because... Oh, that, or remember that other one that I found? It was like WWE porn, but it's like Alexa. Whoa. Just, yo, all right. So this the Whoa. Nah, run that, run that back. It's it's this is why this shit is so fucking weird. So it popped up on my fucking timeline, like someone retweeted it, and I'm looking. It's Alexa Bliss like sliding into the ring, and I'm like, why is there a gif of this? And then it's just like the account, and I see at, and it's literally like WWE porn. And I'm like, there's a fucking human being behind that running this account. That's fucking weird. That's that's just my rant. Like that's the weird shit about wrestling Twitter. So like. If you have like a Bray Wyatt fan page, like the, even the Instagrams, like there should not be fake Roman Reigns pages. No, I'm not gonna lie to you. Wrestling Twitter fan pages are the weirdest shit because if you say one negative thing or anything that could be perceived as negative about whoever the fan page is about, you have 20 to 50 randos in your mentions. I experienced this like last week when I said something about Sasha Banks. And there was countless people ready to like kill me, and I'm just like, bro, it's it not is that not this serious. It's Trust never that serious. I'm good. I'm good at wrestling Twitter. John Cena follows me. That means I means I did something right in my life. Nah, well, John Cena doesn't follow you. Go I ahead. Don't be party. My bad. My bad. I don't want to be like the 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 party pooper guy, or whatever. But like when I when I went to New Orleans for Mania, God, it was two years ago now. Like seeing dudes like in in girl or really just people in general dressing up like the wrestlers and like having matches in the street while like, bro, it's hoes out here. Like, what you doing? They don't understand that, yo. They don't understand that. Um. So when I went to uh NXT Takeover uh, a couple years ago, Doug was there. Uh, shout out my boy Van. He was there. Um, shout out Rob and Nell from the Forecast uh, podcast. They were there. Um, 
before they all got there, I was just there by myself and I was chilling, cooling, minding my business, just just minding, you know, just just waiting on the show to start. And there was this dude there that had a um, a fucking mic. And he was cutting promos and there was this other guy there with a fake belt and they were having matches and shit. And I'm like, yo, you motherfuckers are weird. One dude dressed up as John Cena. There was another dude dressed up as, uh, fuck, I can't remember who the fuck it was. But yo... That side is strange. Like, bro, just put on your T-shirt, come to the show, and enjoy your life. That's it. I have had to, I've had the privilege of taking an ex-girlfriend and then just a female friend in general to a wrestling show. Talk of like, hey, type. Okay, I don't know what the hell is going on with Doug right now. He's having some technical difficulties. I apologize, <laughs> but uh, we're going to add him back. We're going to get him back tapped in. I don't know what the hell he was saying. He might have got uh, snatched up by them reptilians that Bray Wyatt was talking about in that one <laughs> uh, promo. But that shit crazy. But yeah, it's not like he was talking about bringing a, um, a female to a wrestling show. and pretty sure we've all done that. and. Interesting experience. Yeah, I brought uh I brought my fiance who was pregnant at the time um to uh SmackDown. This is like two or so years ago. And I mean she had fun, but I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh it's not it's not as bad um here in Greenville, South Carolina, but like wrestling fans are still weird. It was a nigga dressed up like the Miz. Like the suit, the Intercontinental Championship, and all, yo. Yeah, the Mohawk too. The Mohawk and all, bro. The Mohawk <laughs> and all. I couldn't, I could not believe it. I was just like, bro, what are you doing with the? What are you doing with the Mohawk? What are you doing with the with the suit? Like wrestling fans are fucking strange, and I tell people this all the time. Like, if you're gonna go to a live event. You need to understand this. Like, you need to understand that there are going to be people there that you're just like, I would never be in the same space as them ever. Because they're weird. Yeah, man. I just go sit down, chill, and enjoy the show, man. It's always going to be somebody next to you. They either going to be stank as hell or they're just going to be weird. Man, last time you mentioned people being stank, man, I went on a whole 15 minute rant about white people washing their ass. Oh, like, don't get me bro. started again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started again. And they be in there smelling bad, man. That's all like if if mania would have happened, if like all the motherfuckers that don't be washing, that shit would have been a wrap. Okay, Doug, are you are you back? Are you good? Please retell your story. Um uh listeners, I apologize. Like I said, he got he got captured by the reptilian people while he was telling his story. So um, he's back. He's in full effect. Uh, Doug, go ahead. Tell the people what you wanted to tell them. Where did it leave off? Something about you and your uh, you took a young lady to a wrestling show once. Oh, uh, I've I've been I've had the pleasure of having a an ex girlfriend and then just a female friend come with me to wrestling shows. Both uh, both of them were the first two NXT takeovers. Um, but I've had to give them like. A talk beforehand that like you, know, you might see some weird shit. I'm not like them. 
like I don't fit the wrestling stereotype fan because like their high key is one because like a lot of the motherfuckers is just weird. So like you have to give them that talk and be like, you might see some shit that you didn't think would happen, which is like dudes walking around chanting or being around dressed up as Hulk Hogan, even though it's 15 degrees out or having a wrestling match outside of the Barclays Center in the snow for a championship. And there's a whole crowd doing this. Like, nah. Like, the and the people that, like, go to Monday Night Raw are not the same crowd that, like, is going to go to Yams Day, which is a fucking wrestling shit show showcase because they have a ring as a stage and they just jump around it. And I went last year. They had a whole independent wrestling match. Uh... But yeah, it's just kind of like weird. I haven't seen anything cool from wrestling Twitter since like the time I was high and thought the niggas Harlem shaking in Times Square was kind of funny. <laughs> that reminds me of when uh, the niggas was making them videos about uh, they was going through Times Square dressed up as uh, Kane, The Rock, and Stone Cold. They were doing yeah, no, they're like a whole, that's a whole group. Like they're a dance group. Yeah. Just, a dance group? I never knew that. They're a dance group of dudes who just like wrestling. So like they like wrestling version Jabawakis in a way, but they just like Harlem Shake and then RKO each other. Learn something new every fucking day. I had no goddamn idea. I had no fucking idea. Well, this is fun. This is exciting. And what, what what you got? Do you have anything that you need to get off your chest? Any rants? Any any topics that you want to talk about? I need to know. Nah, not really, man. Everything been straight. I can't really think of nothing right now. Um, as we go around, I probably could think of something else. I got no word. What's up? What are we thinking about Drew and Seth? Go ahead, Ant. I think they should wait on that until, like, maybe SummerSlam. But, like, y'all just said, the year over with. So, it might not be no SummerSlam. But I feel like that's something you need to try and, like, wait on a little bit. Because that shit just going to, like, it's going to probably get blown off of money in the bank. And it's going to be, like, whatever. I think that I don't think it's a bad first few but i do think that it is too early and i know that kind of contradicts like itself but it's like who else do you put up against drew right now there's no other heels that have been presented you know in a credible manner on raw to where you're like okay let me go ahead and give give them to drew matt it's really just been Seth Rollins and that's it. So who else do you who else do you have? So I mean you don't have a choice but to put them up against them. I think that what people are gonna start doing, and I've seen a little bit of this, is that okay, Drew got his moment, but now I don't think there's a soul on this fucking planet that doesn't love heel Seth Rollins. I don't think there's a soul who can sit up here and say that heel Seth Rollins is not one of the most entertaining people on the fucking planet, whether it's as champion or not as champion. So not giving him the title would be a, it wouldn't hurt Seth, but it's just like, eh, well, why, why do I need to turn it into Drew? 
You know what I'm saying? I agree. Um, I think Drew is going to end up getting not as bad, but he is going to get some of the grunt that uh, Roman Reigns got, at least from the timeline standpoint. Because of course, nobody's going to be in the crowd, but they're going to we're going to see. All right, he got the title. Everybody wanted him to get the title, and whether they wanted him to get the title because they're genuinely fans or they're tired of the part time uh, champion and Brock personally. I, I, I'm Brock Hive, so you know what I'm saying? Brock is my nigga. I, I, we I, out here. We out okay, here. Cool. All right, all right, all we right. out here. This is an official Brock Lesnar Hive podcast. Trust me. The GOAT is respected in this house. That's all, that's all I need to know. <laughs> so, so, so I'm cool with it, but you know, it's the same thing. When when everybody was cheering for Brock to lose the title um, and then Roman Reigns got it um, eventually, whatever the case may be, at least that's what it was going to happen before Seth did. I think the same thing uh, is going to happen with Drew. I, I don't think that he had anything that fans have ever really stuck with him outside of his build up to the uh, to the Rumble, and then of course riding with him through the Rumble. But I mean, even then, I'm not going to say he don't got it. But I don't know if y'all remember. I, it was it may not have been the Raw right after Mania or right after Rumble, but it was somewhere in that area where Brock had to pretty much coach him throughout the whole beating his ass in front of the uh, Titantron. You know. Yeah, I remember Brooklyn. that. I remember Brooklyn. that. That's the Brooklyn show. The Brooklyn, yeah, I'm not gonna say that Drew don't have it, but I don't think that he'll be able to maintain that kind of heat for that long. And I mean, again, who doesn't love uh, heel Seth Rollins? He might be the closest thing to heel Shawn Michaels that we've ever seen. Not to compare him, but you just can't help but love him. I think did we not? Did I? I gotta re. I gotta re-listen to last week, but I think this is exactly what we said. Like it. She could be Seth, but like high key, it's that's too soon. But who are you gonna put instead of Seth? There's really no one. I at at first at the start of Raw, kind of thought maybe they were gonna put Andrade there. That's what it kind of like built up to, especially with like him forming his crew and like officially being stable. I think they but could tap back into that. I think they could, but then like. I just kept seeing the Seth promos. I was like, all right, so he has to do something. And then the main event happened. So you're like, all right, so Seth's pulling up on Drew. Then you kind of gave it away where he just, they kept saying he's going to appear, but he didn't appear. Um, I kind of wish Seth could get like the heel moment, but like at Mania, I think like I would like to see a heel actually like be the storyline and win that Mania, kind of like the triumphant. I feel like the heel usually always loses. But kind of what y'all like, I feel like save this for like SummerSlam. I think Drew should get a run. I don't know how you do it in Money in the Bank if they square off or if they square up, but I kind of feel like Drew should. There's no reason to not have Drew not have his run. Like, what the fuck are you going to do with him if he loses the belt now? You, there's nothing to really do with him. So you're not going to do like a shake up or some shit. So might as well just let him ride out. And then when you need Seth, you have time now to be like, all right, this is when I want Seth to be champ. There's no real, no rush anymore. Yeah, I agree. I think there's there's a lot of time and there's a lot of um, avenues and things that they can get creative with. Uh, while we're in this, this dark time, this quarantine time, I don't think they need to rush anything. I don't think they need to you know, do anything crazy. You can draw something out, you know, weeks, months down the road like they used to do with um with NXT. Like they don't need to they don't need to rush anything. They can have um 
you know, two or three feuds be shown a week and it'd be fine. Like they, like I said, like they used to do on NXT. Like they don't need to address everything every week because this is this is a different time period. What I will say though is, with Money in the Bank coming up, there are two winners that I absolutely need to have. Like this is a non-negotiable for me. The first one, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know why. Well, I do know why, but I need Edge to be the men's Money in the Bank winner. I need that to happen, and it's 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 just too perfect for me. For the women's side, I went on uh, a tweet rant about this, but I need Shayna Baszler to win that in order to build the legitimacy of um, of the Money in the Bank contract for the women's side. It's built for the men's. Everybody knows that whoever the, um, the briefcase holder is for the men, like you kind of have to worry about your championship, but it only really works with heels. That's something that you have to accept. The money on the bank briefcase only really works with heels. It doesn't work with um, it doesn't work with uh, faces as you would like. And that's okay. Like it's not the end of the fucking world. But it really works perfectly with heels. So if you don't put the the money in the bank uh briefcase with, with Shayna, like who do you put it on? Like if you don't put it with Edge, who do you put it on? Like I think we really need to think about, you know, these things. You know, so app if you, if you had to choose today, who would you pick to be your uh your money in the bank winner for the men's and the women's? Oh, Edge for sure. Um, I go Edge men, and I go that young lady that you hate for some reason. I go Sasha Banks for the women. <laughs> go like that. I have a reason for hating. I don't. Okay, okay. Let me address this. Let me address this. I don't hate Sasha Banks, okay? I do not hate her. I think she is a wonderful wrestler. I think she is a wonderful talent. My issue with Sasha Banks is that her character has not developed enough. And if we're going to give the same, if we're going to give hate to um, a Roman Reigns, if we're going to give hate to a John Cena, we have to have that energy for Sasha Banks. When we look at her run on the main roster she has been nothing but a face really i mean okay over the last couple months or the last year or whatever she's been a quote-unquote heel but what has changed with her character nothing so we can't sit up here and say that she's doing anything special yes somebody tweeted me um when i said this um on twitter last week that she's responsible for a lot of you know, the women's roster having their best matches. Okay, that's fucking fine. But having a, a best match with somebody like like having uh Natalia's best match isn't that it's not that exciting. It's not that exciting. If for me, if you're gonna be a true superstar, you're gonna be a true, you know, pillar of your division, the company, whatever the case is, you need to be able to play both sides. You need to have some type of character development. Sasha Banks doesn't have that. She doesn't have that character development. She runs a gimmick from, you know, 2013, 2014. I mean, shit, just up until last year, she was still wearing shutter shades. 
Like, you can't sit up there and tell me that somebody that wears shutter shades in, in 2018, 2019, 2020 is, has character development. That's not it. She runs a, she runs a, um, you know, a saying legit boss that fucking, I don't fucking know, Nicki Minaj or whoever the fuck ran that shit into the ground. Like, oh my God, I'm a boss. No, bro. She has to have some character development and she does not have that. Like, she has the ability to do it, but it's not there. So I don't hate her. I just want her to be greater than what she is, you know? That's my only thing about her. I feel you on that. But yeah, I got her winning uh, Money in the Bank, because then you can do a lot with that. With um, with her having a money bank, you can, like, have her and Bailey just go at it. Like, when you going to cash it on me, like, stab, like on some um, stab in the back type shit, so... That's something that they can do on SmackDown. I don't know how SmackDown gonna survive, so they need that at least. I agree. Honestly, I agree. I think that if they had Sasha win, and I never thought about it until you said it. If they have Sasha win, that's an angle that they can run for a long time. Because you can have you can have them present Sasha as a threat to Bailey's title. But also, you know, you can have her reaffirm her loyalty to Bailey by doing this, that, and the third, and whatever she needs to do to, ha- you know, get Bailey a prolonged reign. And then when Bailey least expected, boom, you have her cash in. I think that that would work. So I didn't think about that until you said that. And kudos to you for having that 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 mindset and that thought process. But I think that that's something that that could work. Like, Sasha would be a pretty good option for the money in the bank. Doug, who would you have? Tell me and tell me now. Uh, Sasha. Sasha wins. Uh, I think I'll take it one step ahead of y'all. I will say that Sasha wins. I think. My issue, not an issue with Sasha. I just I need Sasha to win more, and she's won a lot, but like she wins the belt and then loses it like a month later. Like Becky was champ for a whole year, right? Charlotte is usually champ for a hot minute. Bailey's been champ for like six six months, eight months. Sasha's the only one that hasn't had like that, that type of title reign. So like I like to see that from her, but. I think if they if they really want to like go all in on them being like best friends and nothing breaks them apart, I think you can run with the storyline of like she might cash in on Bailey, but then like maybe something where like if Survivor Series is still like brand supremacy, right, and you have to put the women champions all in one match, maybe Bailey pins the raw women's champ and then you have like sasha cash in so it's like barely put the homie on type of shit like real best friend shit maybe you run with that men's wise at first i i didn't think they would put seth and drew so i was like seth needs to win the money in the bank um but now you know who would be a good money in the bank? Because you need like entertainment. Sami Zayn. Mm. 
Yeah, fuck it. Same I thing. can see that. Yeah, that's a good one. Shit, it's like it's nobody in the audience, man. You might as well just try new shit out. Pretty much. <laughs> you just got to try shit, try whatever the fuck I did, man. I fuck with it. I Earl, think, and I don't think Edge will be in the match. I think y'all got that man. Don't need to be in the ladder match, y'all. I don't think he needs. All right, so there's a multitude of ways you can do this. So there was. Don't quote me on this. I can't remember if it was an actual Royal Rumble or a Battle Royal, but there was a match where The Rock literally sat outside the the entire match, just on commentary, talking shit. And then when it when it really heated up and motherfuckers started fucking each other up, that's when he got involved. I think you can do you can do that with Edge, respect, or respect Dwayne to know that Edge cannot do what Dwayne can do. I'm not saying only he got to do it. Only Dwayne can do that. I'm not saying Edge he got to be on commentary. Edge is not going to be able to entertain me without <laughs> being on the ladder. Only Dwayne. That's Dwayne's lane. Don't be doing that. This is the, just like this is a Brock Hive podcast, this is a Dwayne Hive podcast, <laughs> all right? Respect my man. Shout out Dwayne's Lane. He didn't even I know what I he did. I think I remember that. That was, a, that was 03, I think, when uh, Booker T won that Royal Rumble for, uh, to go to Mania to face, uh, to face uh, Triple H. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was that, that MAGA match at WrestleMania. Yeah. The MAGA match of WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I think that they can do that with um with Edge. I don't think he has to be on like commentary or anything, but I think that they can do something to where it's like, okay, he chills for a lot of the match and then he shows up and then he wins, just to not put that stress on. Him. But I think he'd be a perfect uh, Money in the Bank winner at this point in his career. Earl, who you got winning the men's and women's uh, Money in the Bank? Uh, for the women, I'm going to take the safe bet and go Sasha Banks. I think she needs that title run that y'all talking about. Um, she just does. Again, the four horsewomen, she always wins a lot of titles, but doesn't keep them. She's not a reigning, defending you know, uh, champion. She wins it, but it, it's just so many times that we need to see her be a popcorn champion. Um, for the men's, I'm going to go Andrade. I think this is the time you build the heat on him. I think this is the time you put you put it on, put put the uh, the brand on his back. And, yeah, I could see Andrade getting a title reign before the end of this year. Andrade is a, a dark horse. I like that. I like that pick. And like, um, like I was saying earlier, you have that history to build on because he did beat Drew before. So, I mean, if they want to run that angle, they can run that angle. But that's a... That's an actual solid pick. I can't get um, too upset at that. I'm just intrigued on how they're going to run everything and, you know, when they're actually going to push it because, you know, of all this quarantine stuff. Like, it's just, I don't know. Life is crazy right now. Life is fucking crazy right now. Luckily, we have, you know, we have things like this to be able to discuss and take our mind off of how crazy everything is. Um, I hope that none of you guys are the shame people um, for getting that twelve hundred dollars or whatever, whatever they got. Uh, Bitch, I'm people. paid, okay? <laughs> I'm fucking paid, nigga. And tomorrow payday. Bitch, I'm ri- I'm about to put down a Tesla. I ain't even got no license. I'm about to have a Tesla. All right. Look, man. Shout outs to the government. Do this more often. They won't, but whatever. Yeah. 
I mean, I got the I got the 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 Trump check, the uh the Mark Calloway check. I got the uh, Mark Calloway check. The funny. Mark Calloway check. <laughs> 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 yo, the Taker check that, is funny. It's that shit, Blue yo. Lives Matter. It's that Blue Lives Matter money. You heard? Yeah, like, like did people not really understand? Like, that's what he was before. Like, I'm, I'm confused. Like, I, okay. I've. Are we? We gonna talk about this? Yes. Yeah, so let's get into it. All right. Here's how I feel. We are all fucking hypocrites when it comes to this shit, right? I can't be mad at Taker. I think for me, I think it's how you go about it, right? Like we we are adults. We are not idiots. We know damn well politically how the WWE is, right? We know how the McMahons operate, right? The difference between McMahon and the rest of everyone else that's like pro-Trump is Vince just shut the fuck up. Vince ain't about losing money. And Vince is smart enough to know that publicly supporting trump is fucking up my money right that's why he does mad pro-black shit it's just what he does but like we still watch the product right so why the fuck am i gonna get mad at taker for being maga i'm not surprised right i'm not surprised randy orton is also like kind of maga i'm surprised that kevin nash isn't he's fucking black lives matter all the motherfucking way apparently um, so, uh, on that on that Kevin Nash thing, I can tell you. So he used to live in Daytona Beach, and so did I. Um, Kevin Nash used to be at Bethune Cookman, hanging out with with the hoes all the time, bro. That shocks me none at all. <laughs> yo, <laughs> picture of Kevin Nash at Bethune Cookman right now got my fucking chest hurting, yo. <laughs> like, mind you, like last week, I said Kevin Nash is like my top five favorite, and like this is a reason why. Like Kevin Nash is just that guy, but like. Yeah, like take a B and Maga, like that shit don't shock me, bro. I know damn well Stone Cold who he voting for this year, right? We all oh, would that. never say it though. But they Stone won't Cole say it. Would never say it. He would never allude to it. But I think yeah. that people under, I think that people understand it. But because the fact that you can't confirm it, it, it builds that. Uh, well, shit, he might not. Nah, Stone Cold was saying some wild shit during those Baltimore riots. He was saying some wild shit on that Stone Cold podcast. Excuse me? Wow. Stone Cold, he was saying some he was saying some um some blue lives matter shit. He was telling them not to riot and whatnot. They all they, like Texas? they just Yeah, he's, he's from Texas. Texas boys. These are Texas boys we talking about. Him and Taker, they're Texas boys. Yeah, I ain't shot. It's just like nigga, just it's just saying wild shit. It just like it just catch you off guard because you be like such a fan of them, and then like when the maggot just like jump out, you're like, whoa. Like, what did I say last week? Right, that they called up the Forgotten Sons to SmackDown to be the new MAGA tag team that jobs around. They just replaced the revival. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, we gotta remember, like, we're adults and. These people are too, and at the end of the day, we're fans of their characters. We don't know them. This isn't basketball where, you know, your personal life and pro life kind of intermix. This just isn't that. As much as real life and uh, ring life is is, you know, fusing today, they still are characters. So at the end of the day, we we do like the characters. Not saying that I agree with them or nothing like that. Let me make that crystal clear. But we are fans of the characters, and that's at the end of the day what we 
gotta go in knowing unless you just some some outright outlandish shit like 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 Hogan when uh when he was in his uh basketball bag. Other than that, man, we really just gotta understand that they are characters at the end of the day. That's really what it is. Like I feel like unless you're doing some Hogan shit and you're like you're fucking sitting, you're you're fucking around with these seven foot nearers, like you we can't have that. I can't have you doing your Hogan shit. But I'm not surprised that Taker was on IG Live with people who were wearing make make wrestling great again shirts with the American flag dripped down and uh, guns on location. None of that shit shocks me. I also don't care. Yeah, I totally agree with that, man. As long as, as, long as you ain't in your, your, your Hogan bag, man, you good in my book, man. Fuck Hulk Hogan. All right, let's let's make sure we made that clear, okay? Mm-hmm. Fuck Hulk Hogan. It's always been a fuck Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, establishment. It's even worse since you know all that all that stuff came out. But you know what? I'm glad we brought him up because hey, why they Hogan, didn't cut? Why they didn't cut Hogan? That nigga under contract cut his ass. They, they really because it's Hulk Hogan, bro. They're not gonna cut Hogan like like like, like we just said. I like could, Doug could, just said, cut the roster if they need me to. I could cut some people. Who you cutting? Hogan. Fucking <laughs> All right. All right. Fuck out of here. Y'all but who else gonna... you cutting, though? Hold on. Hold on. I'm pulling up the WWE Superstar page right now. All right. We're going to the champions. Gronk, you can get, you can go. All right. Uh, no NXT UK. AOP, out of here. Um, let me see. I like Apollo Crews enough to keep him. Yeah. Everybody likes Apollo Crews, and I just... I don't Bo see Dallas? Out of here. See you later. Nah, chill uh, out. He's staying all GP. Nah, my father wants to fight Apollo Crews. <laughs> Yo, what? See, I can't, I can't have Apollo Crews on my on my roster. How are you going to want to fight a man? Nah, you can't have that. I can't no, have no, energy. not Apollo Crews. I'm tripping. Um, Titus O'Neil. My father wants to fight Titus O'Neil. Oh, Why does Titus your father O'Neil. wants to fight Titus O'Neil? Cause my father wears gold boots. <laughs> wait, 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 yo, that's Titus insane. Not, wait, Titus O'Neil is not a is not a Q. He is a Q, but he got all these white yeah. boots going up. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that shit. And I was like, oh no, Titus. Oh no, oh no. Curtis, yeah, he, let them, he let them make that shirt and everything. I like, bro. I ain't with the frats, but I know that nigga Wilder. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking big Wilder, dog. Mm. Fandango's on the roster. He can go. Nah, no, no Fandango. So we gotta keep my dog, man. He good for morale. Jason Jordan, I just he's cool. He can stay. Um, so Lawler, you you get rid of Fandango, but keep Jason Jordan. Also, yes, get Jerry Lawler, bitch ass, the fuck up out of here. I'm keeping my brothers. I'm keeping my brothers employed. Okay, this is what. We okay, do. I, I fuck with it. I see the vision. Yo, shout out to JoJo still being on the active roster. As long as Bray's employee, she would never not have a job. Uh Kane's on the roster, he's a mayor. He can go. He's got he's got Caleb gets a raise. Uh who else can go? Lacey Evans, you out of here. But that's it. I'll keep it at that. It's a, it's a long list of people. On Man, here. SmackDown needs. <laughs> L- I don't like. I don't like Lacey, but SmackDown need Lacey. So actually, SmackDown can't. <laughs> SmackDown can't take no roster cuts. 
They need everybody. High key. Mojo Riley, gone. Out of here. Me again? Damn, you getting rid of Mojo? Mickey James? Out of here. Natalia? Out of here. You getting rid of Mojo is kind of crazy, though. What Mojo do to you? He's on my television. I didn't. I don't pay to watch him be at WrestleMania. Why didn't they cut Mojo Riley? I got questions. Actually, I think they didn't cut him because they got Gronk. I'm kind of sad they got rid of Heath Slater. I ain't going to lie to you. But then again, he had to get you know get cut because it's only going to fulfill the prophecy. It's only going to fulfill the prophecy. Gender got Our cut. Mission. Drew got cut. They all came back jacked and won a championship. Hey, man, he's going he gonna to complete the prophecy. And I think that Heath Slater is a good guy. I think he's one of those good guys. He's not, he's not anything special, but he's one of those good guys. You need those company men. You need those company men. You need them. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was, like, someone who got furloughed, if they can get furloughed. But, like, I think he'll be back. I think Ryder, Zack Ryder will be back. I don't – I think there's some dudes who ain't coming back. Like, I think if this wasn't COVID, I think EC3 is gone. I think they killed Eric Rowan off TV weeks ago. You saw that coming. The only ones that really surprised me, honestly, Ryder, yeah, because he's just been there forever. Same thing with, like, Keith Slater. But can't get, I don't like Dallas, Dallas and Anderson is the one that shocked the fuck out of me. I'm just like. Yeah, being going from being on uh on a main event of Mania to not, you know, being employed is kind of crazy. But I mean, if I think that some of these some of these cuts is like when you look at it, it's not it's not the worst thing for their careers. It's the worst thing for them as people. Because you don't want to lose your job during this time period. But when we're talking about your careers, it's not the worst thing because let's say, you know, shit starts to pick back up. It's like they can either pick me back up and I'll be fine or I can go somewhere else. And, you know, not saying that they weren't doing what they wanted to do in WWE, but they can go do what they want to do somewhere else. So it's not the absolute worst thing. You know, I think that, I mean, it'll it'll all work out for everybody. That's just... My biggest thing. Um, but shit, we'll be at an hour and forty-five. Before um, we go, before we go, we damn, who's who says I was ending anything? Like, what if I didn't want to end? What if I was just trying to ask everybody how they were doing again? Go ahead, get your shit off though, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, your opinion doesn't matter right now. You um, right. We need to address. I got a. I got a question. That I wonder, what's the thin line on social media between superstars of like, this is a part of the gimmick, but like, I might need to lay hands on you. Because Velveteen Dream is a habitual line stepper. <laughs> Yo, Velveteen, Velveteen was raised in Prince George's County Public Schools. He went to Forestville Military Academy. And uh, as a product of Prince George's County Public Schools, I know that there's a very thin line between disrespect and, hey, I'm just fucking with you. And my boy has learned to toe that quite gracefully. Okay. But that being said, he might need hands put on. Because if I'm Finn, it, do we need to talk about this? Like, did, is this a part of it? Is he... Like, is Finn not American enough to understand how disrespectful this is? Because 
I saw it and I was ready to fight. Like I, I just, ben is I married just, I just now. hope he get approval when he do that shit. I don't think there's any way to do it without approval, though. Like, I don't think you could just come up and, you know, mention uh, ex-relationship or mention a man's wife without being approved by those people. And I think that, honestly, I think that he's smart with who he's doing it with because he's doing it with the Yacoubs. He's doing it with the Anglo-Saxon folks. I think that if he were to do something like this with a Montez Ford, it would not go over so well. Yeah, he didn't do that shit when he was um, feuding with Chiampa. Like he just, he know, he just, he. I guess he just like asked them, and they were like, "Hey, yeah, you could do it." But yeah, he didn't do it with Chiampa. He didn't do it with a couple people, man. Well, I mean, I think Chiampa was like kind of early in the character, though. Like, who he's been since he's came back? This is disrespectful. Like, you was wearing Roger Strong's wife and kids on your tights. You don't do that, right? And now he he been doing it for a minute. I can't remember who he was feuding with, but he was saying um he was saying they used to wrestle for a handshake and a hot dog. I can't remember. Like he was making like he was like roasting the indies and shit like that. I can't remember who it was, but it was like early in his characters pretty much, but I just can't the the name is like escaping me. Yeah, so like y'all think y'all think he like fires that off and like is there ever a time where they need to just scrap about it? Like, do, do they ever take it too far that you got to pull up? Like, does Seth tweet something and Montez is like, nah, fam, he took that too far. We got to scrap. What y'all think? I think it's wrestling. And I think anything in wrestling um, is is taken with a grain of salt. So, you know, it's hard to toe the line between what's real and what's fake. But at the end of the day, uh, I think Velveteen is just trying to do whatever he can to keep – keep uh the fans entertained and right now we're going to see a lot more of these kind of toting the lines because they have to do something to keep people engaged so that's my thought but if but if it's beef it's beef <laughs> i'm waiting on somebody to pull up with a tool i ain't gonna lie to you somebody to pull up with the hammer on my son velveteen it's it's, it's kind of crazy he's showing he's showing man is that hey i'm gonna I'm go there and you're not gonna do nothing about it it's, him- it's florida so it's possible Imagine him doing this with like uh, Naomi and Us. Yo, it might get very authentic if he ever did that. That's what I'm saying. He doing it. He doing it smart because he keeping it with the Yakuz, man. He keeping it with the Europeans, the Anglo-Saxons, you know, those who lack melanin. He's not gonna do it with anybody that uh, has our skin tone. Because for what is for what it's worth, there's no niggas on NXT for him to do it with. He got to go to the main roster. All the niggas is on the main roster. True, because all the niggas that's on NXT outside of him is it's getting their ass folded. It, no, it's, it's him and Keith Lee. It's the only two black dudes. Hey, man. So, I'm going I'm to I'm go ahead and uh, start to close out of the podcast with this. Keith Lee is my dog. Right? I rocks with Keith Lee. I love what he's doing. I love the fact that he is taking advantage of the opportunity that he was given last October with the move uh, to USA and all that other stuff. But his lady, I'm going to need him to get her straight because if I see one more pick with her in sweats and Timberlands, I'm going to lose my mind, dog. 
I don't know who's dressing this young lady, but she's dressing like it's 2002, 2003 with the butters and the sweats, and I'm not rocking with it. Like I cannot get jiggy with that. She's she dressing like off. a foot action employee. <laughs> <laughs> she got off the Def Jam Vendetta fits. <laughs> Bro, Def Jam New York fit. She's out here with the with special abilities and all that. I just don't understand why you like like she's a good wrestler. I don't like her character either because it's so old and it's not hey, man, cool. Her matches, man, it's kinda ass. her matches she had with uh Shayna were ass. <laughs> They, hey, were, man, they were. They were. I'm glad pack. you said it. I'm glad you said it. Yeah, you know, like, she one of them characters that I like. I want to like, but it's like she's not giving me nothing at all that would make me want to like her. There's a reason why I released her. She was never a priority. Not a, not an essential employee in my in my wrestling promotion. Hey man. I, I can't get jiggy with it. I can't get jiggy with it. But I'm glad you all I'm glad you all are here. I'm glad my brothers came on. Um Earl, what you got for the people? Give me your Twitter, give me your podcast name, all that good stuff. Uh make sure we get you out there, brother. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, man. You know everybody um look and follow me at Earl Got Soul. Um my podcast is Guessing from the Stands Podcast. Uh, my bad technical difficulties last week, uh, or really this week, AMP uh, over Random Max Podcast definitely blessed us by participating in our greatest black movie of all time, Bracket, which we did because we had no March Madness. So I appreciate that, AMP. Appreciate the look. And uh, y'all going to be yeah, very pleased with what we got going on next. We got the uh, greatest R&B song of all time, Bracket, coming next. So Hey, I need to be on that. I have some, I have some thoughts on that. I need to be there. I got you, bro. We breaking it down from the 80s, 90s, 2000, 2000. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely tapped in. Trust and believe. Yeah, man. Again, appreciate the opportunity to come on, man, and chat with y'all boys for real. Not a problem. Amp, uh, you know, give me a spill, Amp. Yeah, man. Amp, I don't have a personal account, but I do be on the um, REO podcast Twitter page sometimes trolling, man. Uh, everybody also don't assume all those tweets are me, but yeah, just uh, sometimes I'll be on there trolling, but yeah. Listen to the podcast, Random Master Podcast, subscribe on Spotify, every place that you can find um, the Undisputed Hater podcast. Just uh, wherever you just find, wherever you look, listen to that, just uh, type in uh, Random Master Podcast. Also, subscribe to that. And we got the YouTube channel also, youtube.com slash Random Master Podcast. Every episode we do is um, video recorded. So, if you're one of them niggas that don't like listening to a podcast on your phone, you can watch it on your TV and shit like that. So, yep, that's about it. All right. Well, this has been your weekly uh, Undisputed Hater podcast with Coach and Doug. Doug, are you alive or are you, like, dead from smoking weed? Wow, what an assumption. No, I'm good, <laughs> asshole. You piece of shit. Um, I kind of want to adopt. Big E's way of ending the New Day podcast with like, don't follow me. I don't want your followers. Uh, Go for it. Nah, fuck them. Uh, no Matt Hardy fans. I don't want any Matt Hardy fans or any Cody Road fans following me, but my Twitter is just Douglas Christ. And yeah, fuck Matt Hardy. You know what it is. <laughs>
This dude, if he ends the podcast or ends, if he mentions fucking Matt Hardy, like not fucking, but like literally fuck Matt Hardy with any, uh, within any episode, I'm here for it. I support it. But um, this has been uh, your weekly Undisputed Hater podcast. I hope you all stay safe. Um, I'm proud to be able to give you guys content uh, throughout this this dark time. And as I said, um, if you need anything, if you need to talk, you need monetary donations, if you need anything, um, feel free to hit me up at uh, Mental Initial T or the Undisputed Hater um, podcast, and we'll chop it up and get it together. You all be safe, be blessed, and I'll see you guys, or we will see you guys um, next week. Be safe.